Anyway, we got to get to our uh, next guest, Chad Livengood from Cranes Detroit, joins us. Chad, welcome to the show this morning. Good morning, Kelly. How you doing, man? Good. We've got a bit of breaking news here uh, this morning. A chemical bank has announced that they are buying TCF Bank, a $3.6 billion all-stock deal to be headquartered in downtown Detroit. Huge. And you might, might recall Chemical Bank last year announced they were moving from Midland uh, to to downtown Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Chemical was, um, in 2016, merged with Talmer Bank. Uh, that was kind of a, a smorgasbord of, 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 of banks that uh, local businessman Gary Torgo and David Provost uh, bought up during the Great Recession. And so now they're merging with TCF, which is based out of suburban Minneapolis. They're going to move their headquarters to Detroit. And Gary Torgo tells me this morning that that 20-story building that they're planning to build at Elizabeth and Woodward downtown next to the Fillmore is going to have to get a little bit bigger. Wow. That's that's huge, especially since we lost a lot of our banking industry. I mean, Comerica Bank left for uh, Texas how long ago? Five, ten years ago? Oh, no, 12. Wow. Uh, it, 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 that was, uh, Kwame Kilpatrick was mayor. That, yeah, that that's point. right. Uh, that's right. 2007, I mean, uh, everyone thought uh, everyone was, was hightailing out of Detroit um, at that point. Uh, and, um, you know, then the, the financial crisis of, uh, was, was just around the corner for the, for the country. So, yeah, this is a pretty big, significant development. Um, uh, Torgo's, you know, they had have, they have committed to 500 jobs at this new headquarters, it's going to take two or three years to build. Um, but uh, now they're going to stay saying it's going to be more than that. Um, and this will make uh, – uh, they will be operating under under the TCF Bank brand, hmm. and this will make them the 27th largest bank in the country, um, the largest mid-cap uh, bank in the Midwest. And, and basically they'll, they'll be one of the – powerhouse Midwest banks um, uh, when this is all said and done. So uh, pretty pretty significant um, uh, business deal for Detroit, um, for, for the state of Michigan. And I would expect that uh, we'll see more about, uh, you know, Chemical Bank uh, and, and the new TCF Bank in the future here. Yeah, so what will it be? It'll be called TCF? Or it'll be it'll called, be called Chemi- TCF. Yeah, TCF brings about a million customers. Chemical has 300,000 customers. Oh, yeah, wow. Um, And so combined, uh, they'll have about uh, $45 billion of assets um, and 500 branch locations. Um, They say there's not too much overlap in in their branch networks, uh, so there won't be very many closures. Um, So this will be a pretty significant name across the uh, not just Michigan, but I mean TCF has got banks all the way to Arizona, yeah, um, yeah. and and so they're they're they got a pretty pretty big national brand. Whereas Chemical Bank, founded out of Midland, you know, sort of a sort of sort of a, a bank founded around the, the Dow Chemical Company, right, uh, and its employees uh, is now kind of kind of grow uh, its presence. Obviously, won't have that name anymore. Um, but um, it'll, you know, the the TCF Bank uh, name will will be pretty um, uh, pretty far and far reaching across Michigan. Any idea what the? I remember when Chemical said they were coming down. They they projected maybe 500 new employees to be in the downtown Detroit area. Any idea what this uh, merger would make that number? Yeah, he didn't. They didn't have uh, Gary Torgo, the chairman of Chemical Bank, didn't have a new number. He said it will be more than 500. Uh, and that you know they were planning a 20-story, uh, 250,000 square foot building, 
And he's saying it's going to be, have to be bigger than that. Now, the, the spot they're on um, is pretty much, you know, a, a, it's a parking lot for, for a tower. Um, yeah. And there ain't much to go there. You know, the, 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 the new headquarters for Will Caesars Arena down the street, they had a couple of lots behind that um, spot sitting right on Woodward. They were able to build back, but this is this will inevitably, if they're going to stay at that spot, that location, they're going to have to build up. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, fascinating story. We'll continue to follow it uh, as well, Chad. What else are you writing about in Cranes, Detroit this week? Well, I got a column this week about um, a really interesting uh, little uh, uh, political whodunit uh, story out of Lansing um, that Bridge Magazine uh, deserves credit for for breaking um, in the lame duck uh, fa- uh, session last last month in the, in the legislature's final spending spree. Mm-hmm. They had this hundred and thirteen million dollar um, section of spending for just grants, um, and it was basically a, a lot of pet projects for legislators. The biggest grant was a $10 million uh, appropriation for water and sewer lines in Salem Township. Um, turns out the, uh, uh, the people that wanted those, that, that, those water and sewer lines uh, was the real estate uh, development business of former Michigan Republican Party Chairman Bobby Shostak. Uh, Shostak Brothers, based in Livonia, big real, real estate developers in, in southeast Michigan. Uh, they also own Shostak Team, uh, Team Shostak Restaurants, a lot yeah. of Burger Kings, Olga's, uh, and such. And um, so, but their real estate company has been trying to build out um, uh, about 700 acres of so 1,400 acres in Salem Township off Godfordson Road that's been designated for development. Now, this is, and you probably know this living in Ann Arbor, this is a pretty rural area. There ain't much there. Yeah, um, Godfordson's right the highway. part of the, uh, the the water between the islands. It's There's nothing <laughs> there. Basically, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's Carl's Cabin, which is kind of a mainstay uh, uh, watering hole there on the north side of the highway. But other than that, um, there is there is farm fields in this area. It's right over the over the border from Wayne County into Washtenaw County. Um, but back in the early 90s, and I kind of detailed the backstory of this. Uh, the early 90s, the Salem Township Board designated this to be an area for development, and uh, Johnson Controls at the time uh, in, in the early 2000s bought a big plot of land. They were going to build a new headquarters there. And then they abandoned that idea. Sold the land to Showstacks. The Showstacks had already come in and bought a bunch of land on uh, speculation, thinking that uh, that uh, Johnson Controls would be uh, would, would would spur a lot of development. So they got 700 acres on both sides of the highway, and they want to build a big 550 house um, uh, subdivision. And to get to do that, they need water and sewer. Right. They can't. They couldn't tie in uh, because of some capacity and political issues. They couldn't tie into the sewer line right across the road in front of township. So they needed to build a nine mile sewer uh, to Ypsilanti uh, to tie into their sewer system at a, at a cost of 20 to $30 million. So uh, the, the township refused to go along with you know, bonding this, like a lot of townships got into the business of doing it back in the 1990s. And so instead they, um, they went to the legislature, they hired a lobbyist, uh, to uh, to to lobby for money, and they got uh, the first ten million dollars in 2017 pretty quietly, and they got this next ten million dollars uh, in the lame duck session. Never went through the appropriations process, just kind of showed up in a bill one day. Um, literally the last night, last day of session, they dropped this this appropriations bill, and there's this huge uh, 
bag of goodies there, basically, for all <laughs> kinds of different projects. And the biggest one happens to go to uh, a real estate development uh, pursued by the uh, former uh, former chairman of the Michigan Republican Party's uh, family business. So it raised a lot of suspicions in town in Lansing, and uh, and it's got a lot of people asking questions. So my column, I think, answers a, answers a couple of them. Arlen Meekoff, the former Senate Majority Leader, mm-hmm. um, kind of finally came forward and raised his hand and said that he he pursued this uh, uh, for, for for Salem Township, not for the show stacks, but Salem Township uh, supervisor says they never asked for the money um, that this was all a Showstack brothers operation, and then the, and then talking to David Showstack, uh, brother of, of, of Bobby, um, David admits we're the ones who hired the lobbyists. We we did all the work here. Uh, this is to you know to make uh, make everyone be able to tie into the sewer system, but it, it, no, no doubt they acknowledge that their development uh, would never go anywhere without being able to get into the sewer system. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what about? I mean, if they had de- if they had developed this without that money for the infrastructure, infrastructure tends to be a government operation. How would that? How would they do that? Would they have to pay to tap into Ipsy's water and sewer the- system? Typically, yes, the developer has to pay those those costs, or they have to build a sewer system themselves, like a sewage plant on site, basically, yeah. and and their own on site well, and 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 yeah, and, and that's not uncommon. That's happened uh, in in the exurbs of Detroit before, but um, but uh, you know the the township was was insisting they need to be in into public system, so they're going to take you know take Great Lakes Water Authority water. Which is across the street, but they can't get into the into the Wayne County and Western Wayne County um, um, sewage um, uh, system. So, so yeah, and, and there's a lot of people raising questions about you know this is special appropriation for one housing development. Um, it's very highly unusual. I mean, oh, yeah. it's not unusual for the state to support infrastructure improvements for for economic development, but typically that goes through the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. They have a board. They have this. They have a process. This was um, a grant application, and uh, as Bridge Magazine also reported last week, they 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 the the grant application is actually blank about doesn't have the name of the legislative sponsor uh, for this, and so that, that's just raised a lot of questions about why they tried to keep huh. this quiet. None of the Washtenaw County legislators even knew about it. Um, and um, so it wasn't something that was pursued locally. I mean, Arlen Meekoff is from Ottawa County. Yeah, I was going to um, say. And, and so and I asked him, I asked you know, the former senator about this, and, and he said, well, this is what government does. We build infrastructure. Um, and, uh, and I said, well, isn't this picking winners and losers? And he, he said to me, um, I like to pick winners, um, and uh, and I believe this one is. And so, um, you know, and, and it also highlights to me um, another uh, another you know um, example of term limits. All yeah. the people that were in charge of making this decision are gone. Um, the Senate Majority Leader, the House Speaker, the Governor, the, the, the two appropriations chairs, yeah. Laura Cox and Dave Hildebrand, who had, I, I mean, the uh, actually the audacity to tell Bridge Magazine they didn't know who did this, um, which I found to really incredulous because um, <laughs> they're the, if you're the appropriations chair of the legislature, you're basically the, the CFO of the company. Um, if you don't know where $10 million is, uh, went, um, you know, usually people like that in, in corporate America get fired. Um, but, but none of these people are in office anymore. I mean, a month later, 
literally they're all gone. And yeah. I, I actually got a hold of Governor Snyder via LinkedIn. That's how you can reach Rick <laughs> Snyder now. Good to know. <laughs> and I asked him, I asked him for comment about this, and he uh, he he declined. He said he's not talking about political issues anymore. Yeah. But he told me he was happy to talk about Michigan basketball the weather or other exciting activities. Um, so, so that's uh, it's kind of an interesting little tale. You can read about it at cranesdetroit.com. Wow. Fascinating. Uh, that, that is interesting. Isn't there an, isn't there a process for uh, like if somebody, if a legislator wanted to put an appropriation, a pet project, uh, uh, you know, into a bill pork, is it, is there a formal yeah. process for that? Well, it's it's fairly informal until you have to you know you get to the uh, get to the time where you do it. I mean, in this case, there there was actually applications for organizations to to seek grants. Like if you're the Rochester Hills Park and and they want to they need some money, they need hundred thousand dollars for I just made this one up, but hundred thousand dollars for for park improvements. The local legislator has to fill a form out, and there is these forms. And Bridge Magazine got a hold of these things uh, late, late last week, and and they found that uh, the one for the one for the the biggest expensive uh, project was blank. Uh, didn't have a didn't have a legislator right. uh, actually sponsoring it. So um, otherwise, you know, it's sometimes uh, you know there's extra money in the budget. I mean, I remember when. Harvey Santana, former state rep, uh, got himself a couple hundred thousand dollars to build, to uh, to improve it, fix some pools in his in his district, and and he sort of famously said, you know, if you're not showing up to Lansing and getting two hundred thousand dollars for pools in your district, you're doing it wrong. Um, and, uh, and 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 so it's not this it's not the first time that there's been little pork giveaways. Um, typically, the majority party d- did it. Uh, in yeah. that case, uh, Har- Har- uh, Harvey had, you know, had kind of cozied up to the Republican House Speaker um, and and was, you know, not uh, unapo- very unapologetic about, uh, unapologetic about it because, again, he emphasized if you don't go to Lansing and get money for your district, you're not really <laughs> going to Lansing. Um, so. Uh, yeah. So, th- but again, this is a case where uh, the, the locals didn't want this or even ask for it, and um, it was pursued uh, by other people uh, in power. Yeah. Wow. Well, Chad, great reporting. Uh, interesting. I remember seeing that giant question mark story come out from Bridge, uh, but you tracked it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got to figure out who the pork who the port goes to, who the winners are. Chad, live and good from Cranes, Detroit. Appreciate you coming on this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week, man. Take care, Kelly. Thank you.